0: Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Your host, as always, is Fred. Our desire is to encourage, exhort, and educate on biblical prayer through this podcast. The mission of the podcast is to help everyone God allows us to help achieve a growing, biblical, dynamic, and satisfying prayer life. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can reach us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com. If you would like, you can make a positive review wherever you get your podcast. That would be appreciated. Welcome to today's episode of Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast.
1: Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. We do thank you and we bless you, and we bow before you in submission because of your wonderful goodness to us, your salvation for us, even the fact holy God that you created us. We are the sheep of your pasture, and no matter what our circumstance, we understand that the best place to be is in the sheepfold, being watched over by the Good Shepherd. We would bow before you today, Lord Jesus, and you would help us to grow, to mature into a dynamic, biblical, soul-satisfying prayer life, one that glorifies thee and brings joy and peace to our souls. We commit this time to you, Lord Jesus. Show us your calling for us, and then let us be dedicated to that call. We pray all this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred, and I'm the host of the podcast. We are coming up on our two-year anniversary. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this October, that's our anniversary month, this October is going to have some similarities to last October. I enjoyed last October, and I got a lot of good feedback. So it's going to have a lot of similarities, And in a few ways, it's going to be different from last year. The similarities are going to be, I'm going to try to publish a daily short devotionals focusing on Thanksgiving. We are going to have a giveaway like we had last year, and we will give that announcement in the next couple of days. So those are going to be the the similarities. The differences are going to be the free-range preacher this year would like to declare the upcoming three months from October through December as the 2020 quarter of Thanksgiving. That's why our devotionals are going to focus on Thanksgiving. I think we need to end this year with a bang, and with the bang of Thanksgiving. We're going to also, I'm excited about this, we'll see how it works out, but we're going to also have interviews. For certain, I'm going to interview my friend Paul Nichols, He's an artist and he created popsicle crosses. And I just labeled them the Faith of a Child reminder. We'll hear from him what he thinks about that name and other things as well, obviously. And then we will also have an episode or two, and I will interview my daughter of strength. That's my daughter. <laughs> and my son of promise, who's obviously my son. And we are going to look at their observations of growing up with a praying father might prove to be interesting. And then we will perhaps have one more interview as well in the month of October. Our free giveaway, by the way, is going to be for whoever writes in or emails us or contacts us, that we will get you one of those popsicle crosses to remind us of our childlike faith. Now, it's occurred to me in the last few weeks as I've been reading and reading about prayer lives and and studying about prayer it occurred to me that there are probably two different calls for us Christians when it comes to prayer. One is a general call and we're going to look at that just a bit from the life of Jonathan Edwards. And then I think there is a specific call for some of the people of God led by the spirit of God Who have a burden for prayer, or what I would call a prayer ministry. And I define that as a personal call to take up daily prayers for specific people in an effort to minister to them. A personal call to take up daily prayers for specific people in an effort to minister to them. And for that, we are going to take a quick look at the prophet Samuel. For as much as I love Jonathan Edwards, I've just now been exploring his prayer life and his theology of prayer. And it has to be kind of piecemeal together, because as a pastor and a theologian, he had lots of other things on his mind, and he had 11 kids, all of whom grew up to adulthood, which was really significant in that day. His calling, as I mentioned, was primarily to be a pastor and an extraordinary actually theologian, one of the top theologians ever. Prayer, we're going to see, was an integral part of his life, but I would still put him in the category of him being called to prayer in a general way, in the general way that we are all called to prayer. In George Marsden's biography, he has this paragraph, Edwards was so devoted to prayer That it is hard to find a daily routine for him that wasn't permeated with it. He prayed alone when he arose. Then he had family prayer before breakfast. Prayer was a part of each meal. Puritans, by the way, this is mine. I want to stop the quote here for a minute. The Puritans prayed before and after their meals, most of them. He prayed again with the family in the evening. He prayed over his studies. And he prayed as he walked in the evenings. Prayer was both a discipline and a part of his leisure. And I love that. And in our general call, I think that needs to be part of our maturity as well. That it's not only our daily discipline, but it's part of our leisure when we're out having fun. Prayer should cross our minds. And again, from Marsden, he began the day with private prayers, followed by family prayers by candlelight in the winter. Each meal was accompanied by household devotions, and at the end of each day, Sarah joined him in his study for prayers. Jonathan, the quote goes on, kept secret the rest of his his daily devotional routine, following Jesus' command to pray in secret. Throughout the day, his goal was to remain constantly with a sense of living in the presence of God, as difficult as that might be he often added secret days of fasting and additional prayers. So prayer for Edwards was critical, but again, I still think it was general, his call to general. We all should be that way, maybe not with so many divisions, but prayer should permeate everything we do. Don Whitney, in an article online called Pursuing a Passion for God Through Spiritual Discipline, he writes this, it was inconceivable that anyone could know the God he knew and not be compelled by the sweetness, love, and satisfaction found in God to pray. And he saturated his study with prayer. Each time in his study was just prayer and study, prayer and study, which of course was part of his ministry as far as preaching prayer. That should permeate us when we go to work. How can we be a blessing today? How can we show forth your name today? Should be part of our prayer. And I think you have heard strikingly similar words. It was conceivable that anyone could know the God he knew and not be compelled by the sweetness, love, and satisfaction found in God to pray. I think you've heard those kind of words from me as well, because it is true. And that devotion to prayer, making it part of our daily lives, is one of the goals we're shooting for. And it may be, in our fleshly state, the overriding result and reason, the most overriding result and reason, that we develop that kind of prayer life. All of us, I believe, in some degree, should reflect in our spiritual growth, Edwards' At least in his passion for God and the spiritual exercises of pursuing the passion. And that gave him the tangible, sweet, loving relationship he had with God. We have our general call then, and some of us, you know who you are, are called to have a prayer ministry. And we can exercise whatever gifts we have encouragement, exhortation, teaching, administration, giving, helps. Service, all of those things we can administer with prayer, and we should. And as you decide how to exercise your gifts tangibly, prayer needs to be the centerpiece of your ministry. In 1 Samuel 12, reread this, and I love this passage. I haven't memorized, but I would forget it trying to say it from memory from here. But 1 Samuel 12, starting in verse 23. Moreover, this is Samuel speaking. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. But I will instruct you in the good and right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. So he's going to pray for them, he's going to instruct them and remind them what great things god has done when we are called by god by the holy spirit to serve one another in prayer it actually doesn't matter what the dynamic of our relationships are with with those we are called to serve and by that i mean this with the illustration of samuel samuel if you've read the story this happened when israel the people of israel wanted a king and not just a prophet that's the context Context of this chapter. So Samuel felt rejected by the people of Israel. God straightened him out on that. He said, They're not rejecting you, they are rejecting me. And so Samuel was called and did warn the people of the downside of rejecting God and the consequence of having a king. And I just did think of this today, but the people thought it was harsh living under the rule of God with him as their head. And Samuel's warning was actually that they knew nothing of real repression until now that they were going to get a king. And that's the truth as well. David at one point gets the choice of his punishments and he says, let me fall into your hands, O God, something like that, and to not the hands of men. So in this context, this was essentially a breakup between Samuel and the people of Israel that didn't change his call to pray for them So he said, Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. Who's he not sinning against? God. If God calls you to pray, it doesn't matter if somebody even doesn't want your prayers. If they're in your life and you're called to pray for them, pray for them. Samuel said he was going to carry on, he's going to instruct them in the good and right way. But the dynamic had changed. He was in a different place with Israel than he was before. He would instruct less and pray more. He wouldn't be the end, the place where people came, where everybody came. The king would be that from now on. But he would be there for them to remind them of the great things God has done for them. And like Samuel, if we've been called to pray, it is our vocation. We need to pray for our families. Pray for our friends. Pray for those who love us. Pray for those who are around us who barely know us. And the hardest part is that we pray for our our enemies. And we pray for all of those family, friends, loved ones, enemies, strangers that we think about, strangers that we are concerned about. We've talked about that a little bit before as well. We pray God's will for them, not ours. We may be angry we still pray God's will for them. We may be sad. It may be in the midst of some sort of a breakup. But we still pray God's will. And in that, if you'll remember, this just popped into my mind as well, Jesus says that we do that because we are children of our Heavenly Father. And that's what he does. His love, even for the unsaved, is evident. And the love of God should flow through our prayers as well. I've mentioned that there are many people on my prayer list who I haven't seen in years and years and years. Many of whom I am fairly certain don't remember me at all. They've forgotten me altogether, but that's okay. I'm called to pray for them. Many of them have had great spiritual impact on my life. I have a list of pastors that have been my pastors my whole life. I know every single one of them and I pray for them every day. Some people come to mind from time to time, and I pray for them, or try to, every time I think of them. But I also, like I said, have my list, because that's what I have been called to do. And you guys who know, like I said, you know who you are, prayer warriors, you know you've been called to pray. And when we've been called to pray for the ministry of prayer, There is intensity, intensity over requests for some people that is acute, and we have hard relationships just like everyone else. And there are people that we don't even, for whatever reason, proximity, time, a breakup of relationships or a breaking of our relationship, or that they refused. We know that in Romans, Paul says, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. But even those who won't let us be at peace with them, we are called to pray for. And so I would encourage you, if you feel called to have prayer as a ministry or have prayer as a ministry, give God unbridled submission. Listen to the Holy Spirit and to pray for them as he brings them to your mind. Keep in mind forever that we should mirror Samuel's attitude. Moreover, as for me, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace.
0: Thank you once again for listening to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. We have been reminded over the last several weeks how important community is community is how you young people say it these days. In Fred's day, they called it fellowship. Fred and I would like to extend once again the invitation to expand our prayer community. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or would just like to dialogue over prayer, please remember, you can contact the podcast at freerangepreacher at gmail.com, Facebook, Free Range Preacher Ministries, Instagram, Free Range Ministries, Twitter at Preacher Range, and for any voiceover needs, I'm at RichardDurington.com or email me at durringtonr at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. We're eager to hear from you. For Fred and myself, be blessed.